Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Good day to you all. It's Miami Six Man, Chris C. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Miami Six Man or the show at Come Get Some, which is CGS here. It's actually the uh, the Twitter account for Come Get Some. You can also email the show at uh, or using Gmail, uh, CGS here at gmail.com. This is day 57. We've been doing this nearly a year, the year anniversary show coming up on February 16th. You don't want to miss that. GK Bose, my first guest ever, first person I've ever interviewed in my life, will return to help me celebrate the year, and it's a fun show. We've already had, we've already recorded it, and, and there's a lot of great, great moments and a lot of great uh, recognitions for a lot of the people who helped me get to where I am uh, a year in on Come Get Some. So really looking forward to that show. It is a little early today because I have a special interview for my Friday Scientology coverage coming up next week that I'm going to do right after this. So uh, I'll be announcing that tomorrow after part two of the Rachel Bernstein uh, podcast, which I think you all need to tune in for. It's uh, she, She's really cool. Uh, before I get on with part two of the Megawatt cosplay interview uh, here today, I want to address the pointy white hats in the room. Uh, I know we try to avoid uh, politics because, you know, here, here's what happens with the political issues is if I start talking, if I talk uh, pro-Trump, I'm going to have a bunch of people stop listening and unfollow me on Twitter. If I talk anti-Trump, or you know, I'm going to have a bunch of people that stop listening to the show and starts following me on Twitter. Now, here's an interesting fact, though. I have a lot of friends on Facebook and a lot of friends on Twitter that we disagree on Donald Trump, and we continue to be friends. And the only reason really for anyone to unfollow, unlisten, or walk away from someone over uh, a political discussion with uh, Trump, whether he's a good president, bad president, wh- whatever he is, uh, you're walking away because you can't stand to see the argument. Either either you're talking to a wall and someone won't refuse to see your side, which is you know that's understandable, or you're just afraid to see the facts and don't want to look at it. And uh, I want to tell you some facts here, uh, some interesting facts. Uh, something I noticed. Uh, right after Donald Trump gave his acceptance speech of uh, winning the White House in the election, I remember him doing a uh, a speech that actually was a good speech, a positive speech that uh, that spoke to everything that the news crews were saying he should say, which is kind of funny to me. But he just basically parroted everything the news said he needed to say in this acceptance speech. And after that speech was over, even though it was a positive speech, and sorry about the dog, folks, uh, lawnmower guys here. <laughs> so, uh, so even though it was a great speech and everything and positive, uh, David Duke came out on Twitter and congratulated Donald Trump, celebrating his win. David Duke, of course, is a former Grand Wizard of the uh, KKK. I believe that's, that was his title, and, and he. Um, and he basically said, look, a lot of my followers are concerned that he didn't hear what he wanted to hear in that acceptance speech. Yeah, he, I actually read that. This isn't like hearsay or nothing. I read that on Twitter. It's out there. And he said, please be patient. He just got into power. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, what was David Duke expecting Donald Trump to do? And then shortly after, you see the appointment of, of Bannon, right, from, from 
Brexert um, from uh, Bright. Sorry, uh, forget the name of the uh, news source he was with. Uh, you, the, the whole alt right uh, website. Uh, so he does that, and then just today I'm reading that there's a chance that the the plan put into place to protect us from extremists like white supremacists and groups internally as well as terrorist groups from outward and outside, maybe being altered to completely ignore and focus on terrorism outside the country coming in as opposed to the terrorist activity happening within with our white supremacist groups and and, and the extremists uh, that actually live in this country. And I'm saying that kind of matches for me. you got to connect these dots, and it's a concern. So I'm not saying Donald Trump's a white supremacist and he wants wants to uh, re – Re-evaluate uh, and put slavery back on the table, but just be aware, guys. Just be aware. Just want to bring it up because it's something that's like fresh on my mind and bothering me because I saw that tweet and this this news is disturbing. Uh, but anyway, on a brighter note, uh, enjoy part two of Make a Wet Cosplay. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for part two of Rachel Bernstein. Uh, she's she's a marriage therapist slash licensed marriage therapist slash uh, Scientology. Uh, Specialist, so that's a real good conversation. Anyway, here's the rest of Megawatt Cosplay Part Two. Did you say Disney <laughs> Warrior Princess? Disney. Yes, Disney oh. Warrior Princess. What is that? Ariel. We did Cinderella. We did Snow White, which was really fun because we ended up with uh, seven bloody handprints all over my body. Oh wow! We like to do like the clean version and then like slightly bloodied up version. Oh, I see. Wow, that looks like steampunk Dorothy, but like warrior princess. They're all warriors. Something. I mean, you know, you, it's just an easy way of making a traditional character more fun than to put a twist on it. Do, do you enjoy that more? I see, I'm seeing more of that every time. Like, I've only been like con a con three times. I've been to Mega Con three times here in Orlando, and every time I go, it seems like there's an uptick on the take an existing cosplay and change it somehow. Is, is that, like, the best yeah, thing to do? Yeah, and I think it's... Well, cosplay's become really popular, so you'll see the same cosplay over and over again, and I think in order to stand out, more people are realizing that it's fun to do a twist. It's fun to have your own version of Harley Quinn, you know, versus just, I think I've seen 30 different Suicide Squad um, cosplayers from, you know, the ones that are pretty popular on Instagram, and it's nice to have a different take on it just because you'll make more of a splash. It's just something, it's a way of honoring a character that can be really overdone and making it fresh again. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I wasn't sure, you know, I've seen that. I wasn't sure if that was like an okay thing or if people were, uh, oh, would yeah. be mad about it, but it's actually something that is encouraged. Yes, absolutely. I see. I mean, I don't know who'd be doing the encouragement beyond <laughs> yourself, but... It's certainly something that's widely accepted. Oh, that's cool. And where do you get your ideas from? I mean, do people suggest them to you, or are you just always thinking? Uh, I'll see photos that I like, and sometimes it's like, hey, I, like I now want to do the new Underworld, Kate Beckinsale's character, and Underworld has kind of a version of the hair that I've got going on, and I'm going to be doing Quicksilver soon for the same reason, because I right now have gray hair. <laughs> so sometimes it's something as easy as that. Other times it's like, oh man, like I've got the perfect jacket for that, and I ended up doing Scarlet Witch, or I really love this character, so I'll figure out a way of, you know, doing someone that 
it's just me, and I just love the version of it that I could possibly do. So I'm working on a Soulfire cosplay because I really enjoyed all the characters from that comic. Um, I'm also, you know, working on some other things where it's just because a group got together and we decided that Steampunk Alice in Wonderland would be fun, so I'm going to be the White Rabbit at CatsyCon next month. But a Steampunk version, because, again, why not? Why not? I want to see that. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> do you make all your own costumes, or do you have somebody who's pretty good at helping with that? <laughs> I do not make most of my costumes. Uh, Michonne Corsetry can get probably credit for, like, 80% of what I wear, because... Let's be honest, I kind of drunk text them a lot now. <laughs> like, I you guys. And they've got my measurements on file. So in the morning, I get an invoice with an email attached going, we've got this. You're taken care of. <laughs> oh, they don't come back with you? Are you serious? Are you sure? <laughs> no. Like, they, the first thing I ever, I found them on Etsy when I was looking for steampunk corsets. And I just loved what they had done for this one look. And I, I emailed them immediately. And I was like, I want a Disney steampunk here are the three top princesses I would think about doing. And they were like, we really think we have a unique take on Jasmine. Let's go with this. And we worked together on the first one. We were sending very long emails, you know, kind of figuring out, oh, this is what I like. This is what I don't like about this picture. And it was a pretty long process for that first one. And after that one cosplay, I loved it so much, and they knew I loved it so much that I trust them implicitly now. At this point, I send them a couple notes. And that's it. Like, they know exactly what to make just so that I'm happy. <laughs> they are fantastic people. They are, the next one I'll be having from them is my Doctor Strange also coming out at Katsu. So really looking forward to seeing how they are going to handle that because that one's supposed to be a little bit more movie accurate than, say, my Steampunk Dorothy, which was definitely a more unique take. You got my head spinning with images here. There's a lot of a lot of things you're trying to do here. No, because you do well, and it's always kind of I always found it to be kind of interesting. I guess for lack of a better word, but I see a lot of yeah. females dressed as males in cosplay. In fact, I think there might be. Uh, I don't know if there's a, if there's a statistic for this, but it seems like there's more female Star Lords than any other female male character out there in cosplay. Really? From, from my eyes, what my I eyes see. Well, I did do my female Star Lord, so you, you did too. <laughs> You're guilty as well. And I've seen a lot of. Uh, what's the other one I'm seeing a lot of? Oh, I'm drawing a blank on it. I'm sorry. I just, uh, there is another one I've been seeing. But you, you, you do a really good job, specifically you, with what you do there, uh, from Boba Fett to Captain Hook, and now I'm looking to see what Doctor Strange is going to be. Oh, it's real interesting. Doctor, yeah, Doctor Strange should be fun. Um, I mean, we're going to make some changes instead of the full, you know, like long coat with arms. We're doing more like wrist bracers alone. It's, it'll be fun. And, you know, that's the kind of dialogue that we still have when developing these cosplays. But some of them, like Star-Lord, I just love the character so much I ran out and bought the jacket and figured it out from there. I think I've probably spent more money on that damn cosplay than any other that I've got. <laughs> Because the components are so expensive, it, it feels like the uh, feels like for a female to do a male character, cleavage is necessary. It's essential. There's always cleavage. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the booby look, which I am like the most booby positive person. You can <laughs> there are certainly people that will do a classic male character, and they will be fully covered up, and they will look badass and awesome. Uh, you see it a lot with the armored cosplays. Right. Some of them, like Vert Vixen does the coolest armor 
ever. Um, there's a lot of girls that get far less attention because they don't show off their boobs, but they make amazing armor. Um, I, I'm, you know, spending this week, I'm recovering from LASIK right now and not able to, like, put on makeup and look cute. So instead I'm flooding my current <laughs> feed oh. with pictures of other people. <laughs> and yeah, I saw that. <laughs> on my list, all these cool people that are doing all these armor, like, they're on my list that I want to help promote because they don't get enough attention. They're doing badass, amazing construction and craftsmanship, and they're doing a lot of this themselves, you know, whether it's just entirely by themselves or with their friends as a group. Like, these are the people that make cosplay so cool because it's, you know, at its core, it's a crafting. Yeah, I thought, I thought LASIK was like a few hours you recover from that. It is. It is. But you still can't wear makeup for a week, and I really don't feel like posting seven days with me looking as tired as I am. Oh, that's it. I'm not getting LASIK now. No, I don't, I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, back to the questions. Uh, so, so do you consider yourself a bit of an exhibitionist then? Oh, sure. I mean, like, I have so much fun in cosplay, and half of it's like, all right, the audacity of, yes, I will totally take this character and sexualize it. And there's a lot of people that are, who think like me, and we have a lot of fun with it, and we're all really, like, kind of pro in support of each other. I have a lot of friends who do these really beautiful, cool, sexualized cosplays, and I'm like, wow, that's such a cool, sexy take, and it's really, like, a very supportive in community with that. Uh, there's a lot of people who take the opposite view, which is you shouldn't sexualize characters. You are only sexualizing it for the attention. Some of us are just like, fuck it, we love our boobs. Like, we'll put them out there. It's fun. Like, we do it for ourselves sometimes. <laughs> you are operating <laughs> within the law. Do. You are operating within right. the realm of the law. Absolutely. <laughs> I will not there's complain. There's a lot of people that prefer more conservative cosplays, and they can go watch the Disney animated movie version of whatever I'm doing. You know, like, that one will be perfectly family-friendly. Well, there's two ways to look at it. One way might be, uh, well, I have children, and children come with me, and they see that. And the other way to look at it is most children aren't really paying attention to that yet. So it's really not for them. They're excited that Wonder Woman's in front of them. Yes, (laughs) this brings up, between Wonder Woman and the last thing you said, it brings up something that was a question for me. Uh, That is a concern of mine, actually. I'm actually pretty concerned about this, and I think others might be. Um, you can just walk up to any cosplayer. You guys are like the sweetest, most wonderful people. I mean that sincerely. You will take pictures with anybody if they ask, and it's not even a problem. But uh, I remember the first time I went to MegaCon, my daughter was with me, and there was like the perfect, I mean the absolute perfect Wonder Woman there. Like like she could have been Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if she can act, but she could have been Wonder Woman. And I was like, are you paid to be here, or are you just taking pictures with my daughter? She's like, oh, I just take pictures with people. And I thought that was so cool, but then I realized with the way that uh, these costumes are in some of the, like you said, the, you know, the exhibitionism, the, the exhibitionism of it or the you know, just showing of the boobs and stuff, um, do you get people who take that as an invitation to go too far? Or do you ever, you know, people take liberties uh, at, on these photos? I have been fortunate not to be good, among good. the many people that are groped. Oh, that just happened. I have had many friends with that experience. Uh, and it is unsavory, to say the least. Uh, right. You know, that's why right now, um, you know, it's a big week for women marching in Washington. It's yeah, yeah. Not, uh, it, I mean, God, everyone I know has been raped at one point, so. Really? Like, oh, of my, like, oh, God. I'd say ten closest friends, I'd say at least five. 
Is this coming off of a con or just generally speaking? or No, just generally speaking. So, oh, sorry for your you friends. Know, I really am. part of that culture. Um, yeah, you know, so I have friends with, you know, really bad experiences at cons. I have other friends who specifically won't dress up the way that they want to because they don't want that sort of attention at cons. And I think that's the saddest part, is that dress however you want is never an invitation. It is never making anything okay. Uh, permission's always best. The most I'll do is, uh, you know, just tell people, like, hey, you need to ask permission before taking a photo, and that's only when they're looking creepy. Most of the time, you're surrounded by 30 people. They're all snapping a photo if you're with a group or if you're by yourself in a really kind of big cosplay, like a new, fun one, especially in New York Comic Con. People just kind of surround you and all snap pictures. It's what they do. Right. But I was giving an interview once on grouping to the New York Post, <laughs> and there was a guy just creeping around the photographer and the videographer doing exactly, and the videographer ended up just turning, turning and filming him because it was like, this is exactly what we're talking about, people that are taking liberties when we're clearly off to the side trying to do some private shoot, and this guy is just filming my boobs. Like, really? Like, you're proving the point that we are actively making. Oh my god, you clearly don't get what I'm... Like, he wasn't even listening to the words that were coming about out of my mouth, which were talking about how cosplay is not consent. Yeah, he's got a problem. He's got a problem. <laughs> well, I say that. Yeah, it's a PSA. Like, uh, if you do, um, it, it, it seems like it's so easy to try to get away with something like that. I've, you know, I've, I've seen yeah. stuff like that. Uh, t- touching inappropriately in any way, uninvited, is a sexual assault. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, it's a crime. Survive, nothing about rape or sexual assault or groping is ever, ever okay. Never. No, that's All right. I don't care if it's a loincloth and a fig leaf. They weren't asking for it. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yep. Okay. So, I didn't mean to get serious there. Um, no, no worries. Oh, what kind of upcoming gigs do you have? I see you're going to be hosting NovaCon. Is that right? Yeah. I'm really excited about that. So, it's our first year planning and running with Han. It's going to be a kind of premier con in Northern Virginia. So, we're hosting it at the Ritz and Tyson's Corner. So, fun hotel, you know, pretty glitzy, and we've got some really, really cool people coming. I'm so excited. We have Barb from Stranger Things. Barb, she's alive. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I have a theory. I think she's alive. I think she's alive. I think she's alive on the show. I wish that were true. I thought the showrunners contradicted that, though. They were like, she's very much dead, but we'll be investigating her death in a way that honors her. I thought that was Well, they'll, they're never going to tell you straightforward what's coming next season. Come on, Megan. It's like, hey, what happens next season on 24? Jack Bauer dies. What? <laughs> it's okay. like, they're not going to be straightforward with you. Alright, so, so here's wow. the deal. Here's my theory. Yeah? Why would it be that a kid who's hiding in a little tiny, weak little shack in his backyard in the Upside Down. Spoiler alert, everybody. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen Stranger Things yet, pause, pause and go watch Spoiler Alert. There are some spoilers already, right? Okay. So, a little boy hiding out in a little shed. I know, I know they say he's good at hide-and-seek. Hiding in his little paper shed in the backyard. Survived that long. And Barbara's like instantly alien food. I think... You saw what happened with with the kid. You saw what happened with Will. Throw one, you know, what happened at the end of the show. 
of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he's a clone, and out there somewhere is probably a Barb clone, which would actually make the make the Duffer brothers be telling the truth when they say Barb is dead. But if you're going to honor her character, yeah. you can honor her yeah. with a clone character. I think I've busted this wide open here, Megan. I, I like your theory. I want it to be true, so I'm not going to say anything against it. <laughs> I just like that it's out there. I fully support this. All right. Let's 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 ride let's ride this theory and see if I'm right, and you can call me out. You know, my listeners and everybody can call me out when when I'm wrong. So, do you have, do you have any aspirations? Do you like, okay? So you say you're you're doing pretty well in the field you're in, on the other side of doing cosplay outside of cosplay. But if you had an opportunity because of your cosplay to become a professional full-time cosplayer, would you do it? And if not, do you have any other aspirations since you always dress up and put on the characters of actually being an actress or anything like that? Um, Now, um, for me, I'm working on a novel, so it's kind of just keeping me in the fun world of this right now. But, you know, the only thing I think I'd give up my career for is if I could actually finish my damn novel. (laughs) Right. That's the one thing I would leave this job, you know, leave my job for. Um, so I work on that. It's kind of my way of keeping sane and my way of being creative since I'm, I love crafting with Warblow, but I hate sewing. So right. know, that's why I pay people to make my corsets. It's just right. something I'm never going to get into, but my... <laughs> Sorry my about really the dog. <laughs> My dog wants to be in an interview. Apparently, I think I think my wife just came home and the dog goes crazy at the door. That's good podcasting material right there. Um, the uh, the thing with that is, I feel like I'm a bad friend because I don't know what your other career is. But we're going to talk later on, probably. So I'll find out what that is. But besides Novacon, you are actually engaged to get married to this Adam character, and uh, yeah. you're going to do that where? We're actually getting married at AwesomeCon. Awesome con, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome it'll be part of the. Uh, it's built into the con, so we're we've you know talked it over with Ben, and we'll be meeting with his team soon and getting it all planned out. But that's why I was tweeting at Felicia Day because I realized she's going to be at Awesome Con this year. I'm like, man, it would be really cool to have a cool officiant. So that is cool. Uh, it'll be a lot of. It'll be a lot of fun. We're going to be doing it in cosplay, and I'm just so excited. So, so you're going to be doing cosplay. Uh, are you able to say what you're cosplaying as for the wedding, or is that like oh, a surprise? Yeah. I'll be Wonder Woman. He's going to be Deadpool, and then he will have Deadpool all Wonder Marvel Woman superhero groomsmen, and my bridesmaids will be all DC super girls. So. There's just more girls in DC anyway, isn't there? Yeah, I think there are. Uh, I mean, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. It's just going to be a hilarious time. I think our flower girl is going to be X23. <laughs> wow, I mean, you're 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 having a wedding with two different universes colliding. It, it, the 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 actual yeah, it's it's Marvel loving DC. See, yeah. like that's the idea that they love each other. I'm thinking about the bigger picture. The whole world may implode on this wedding. Is this this can't <laughs> this can't happen? This is like a, a paradox. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, Doctor so, Who will come yeah, through with the TARDIS and everything. It's crazy. Oh, God. I'm, I'm hoping that we can get, like, the five of us first there to do, like, a lightsaber arch. I know some friends lightsaber are probably arch. coming in their Harry Potter gear. Uh, one of our friends is going to be one of the characters from Metalocalypse. Like, you name it. It's going to be absolutely hilarious going down. Where, where is Awesome Con? So it's actually going to be at the D.C. Convention Center in Washington, D.C. 
if you're in Washington D.C. area and uh, you, you follow uh, Megan on uh, what on Facebook, Megawatt Cosplay Play on Facebook, on Twitter, or on Instagram, right? Yeah. Uh, they can find out uh, about all about it and, and show up. You can see uh, you can see this implosion of universes. Absolutely, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be fun. June seventeenth for that one. All right, all right. Well, you we'll... should come up. It'll be so much fun. When is it? East Coast reunion. Uh, no, it's June seventeenth. Do I have to buy tickets to to the to the con, or am I like an invitee? Am I like a am I VIP? Coming to the wedding, I can get you in. Really? Got a way to make that happen. Well, because yeah. otherwise, yeah, like all my family would probably not show up. Is there a reception thing? <laughs> Um, we're going to probably, like, do a little party or something, but... Oh, see, it's good to be on the inside, man, I tell you. These, these, <laughs> and I was on the inside before I had a show. It's pretty good. All right. Very see, good. You go. So you're all seeing here, uh, cosplay is cool, this this person's very cool, and how could you not listen to this person? Thank you so much for coming on the show, but before we wrap up, I do something with every guest. I would like to do ten questions. Think fast. I think you've heard it before. All right. So if you don't like a question, you can pass. Some of it might be silly goofiness. Some of it might be something to think about. Here it comes. Ten questions with Megan. Megawatt Cosplay. <laughs> Number one, true or false? Sometimes you're just not feeling it. So you might go to a con and you're dressed up, but you're just not in the in that spirit, or you're always in the spirit. True. No, I totally, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I just can't take it right now, and then I'll go and find a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. More than you think. <laughs> Sounds good. Right. Sounds good. Number two, what's your favorite thing to eat that you're not supposed to? Like, if you're watching what you're eating, what, what are you eating that uh, when you're cheating? Craft Blue Box macaroni and cheese all the time. Oh, I mean, who doesn't like that? Right. Right. It is the greatest food ever invented. Is it, <laughs> is it me, or did the geniuses behind Kraft uh, get you where you think of the blue box and macaroni and cheese, all you think is Kraft cheese and macaroni and a little girl? It's like, yeah. great marketing, great marketing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> number three. It's better, uh, like, the shapes, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, the character, Star Wars characters. Yeah. Um, number three, uh, finish the sentence. Uh, this is you talking. When I see badly done cosplay... I think I should invite them to the guild, and they will meet other wonderful, crafty people, and we can all learn and grow from each other. Like, <laughs> badly done cosplay just means that you are getting started, and you're a noob, and I want to be your friend and surround you with other wonderful cosplayers, because, like, then you'll have a cosplay community. That sounds we awesome. We all start off that, like, yeah, we all start off as, like, the awkward new kid on the block who threw it together the night before... And honestly, half of us have been in it for a few years. We still throw it together the night before. <laughs> I like the support so. system there. That's awesome. Yeah. Number four. What is your? I mean, the being cosplay, you got to be an anime fan of some kind, right? Um, what is your favorite anime feature film or series? One Punch Man. I have to check it out. I saw a poster for that today, but I never heard of it before yes. today. It's funny that I saw that before talking to you. Saw it at Target in the poster <laughs> section. All it's right. a fantastic show. Is it on Netflix? Uh, I think you could... I don't know where you can find it, to be honest. I think Hulu? Oh, yeah. You might have watched it on Hulu. On a side note, I didn't mean to, to get off track here, but the uh, I have friends who prefer to have the natural Japanese voices and read the subtitles. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to hear it in English. 
Uh, do you know what that's about? <laughs> do you understand that? And I can't understand it. I I just I mean I sometimes like subtitle things, but for me with anime in particular, I do enjoy the dubbing. Yeah, if, I, if I'm if I uh, yeah, because if I'm reading it, I get I get sleepy. Anyway, <laughs> I've been reading it. I'm just so ADD that I'm like looking down at my phone and then I miss. Oh, what just happened? What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> and then you end up rewinding and it's just the best. So. Well, we're gonna find out if you're a cosplay snob with number five here. Uh, true or false? People at cons that are not cosplaying are in the wrong place. They should be cosplaying. Do you believe that? False. I think cons are for everybody. I love it. Okay, you good. Have to cosplay to be a geek. I mean, that's why we're DC cos geeks in you know our community. It's just because half of us love to cosplay, the other half don't want to dress up, but they don't mind us that do, and they right. hang out with us anyway because they're cool. Sounds good. Number six. Scooped ice cream, soft serve, or Cold Stone brand? Oh, my God. I've spent the past 10 years doing being lactose intolerant. But it used oh. to be a pastry chef. And to be honest, the best time to eat ice cream is right after the hot ice cream base has been made and you just pour it down your throat. Creme anglaise, man, all the way. I'm learning something new here. Very good. Number seven. <laughs> uh, you probably get requests, hey, you should dress up like this. You should dress up like that. What's the strangest request you've gotten on that? I don't even know. Um, probably some of the stuff from the 80s. I always have to look them up, and it's like some fierce warrior woman. Zena? In, like, leopard print? <laughs> no. Stuff like just, I would say, like, 80s cartoons. That's Obscure. Where I'm like, that is such a throwback that it probably was on the air before I was born. I was born in 86. I'm 30. So <laughs> the things where I'm like, if I have no memory of it at all, it's not really going to jive with either me or any of my fans beyond this one person. That's probably not going to make my list. Ah, uh, see, see, nothing nothing for the 80s is that obscure to me, so I'm, I guess I'm old. Um, <laughs> number eight, <laughs> what surprises you most about geek culture? Or maybe maybe a better question because you're you're in the culture, so I don't know if anything can surprise you. But what's the, what's the biggest misconception? Uh, biggest mi- misconception is that you're not a geek if you like one or you know. Like, I just think that people think there's a line drawn between geeks and non-geeks, and I don't really believe that's true. Like, think of it like the spectrum. You know, it's like any sort of spectrum you imagine. There's people that are like, hardcore, this is the only thing that I can think of. Yeah. People are like, hardcore, I would never even think of it. I don't know what any of this is. But most people have a couple shows that they watch. I mean, Game of Thrones is a you know, phenomenal sensation. And a lot of people are like that. But they're like, oh, but I'm not a geek. Or they're like, oh, I'm geeky. I like that. Like The fact is, there's people that just like it. You can like geeky things and be somewhere happily in the middle without having to c- declare yourself one way or another. All right. I like it. I like it. I, I talked to the library boards about that. We're all geeks in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, number nine. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> uh, the flying spaghetti monster. I love that. That's a great answer. Uh, number ten. Uh, you You complete this sentence. My greatest accomplishment was starting DC Cosmics. All right. Or I would have also accepted it has not happened yet. All right. So <laughs> sure. I think that's a good answer well, for anything. Accomplishment, like my greatest accomplishment. Yeah, well, it could hopefully 
still is yet to come, but so far I would say D.C. Cosby. There's nothing no, like, like putting nerds together in a room, and that is my favorite <laughs> thing to do. Well, you're you're a fascinating human being and, and, and a lot of fun. I think <laughs> no, I mean that in the most positive ways. You're a lot of fun. It wasn't a backhanded <laughs> thing. <laughs> I get this a lot at work. People are like, you're intriguing, and then I go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Adam sees in you, and that's a good thing. That's great. I'm really, I really do. Uh, I'm really happy for you. Congratulations on that. Um, since you brought that up, well, when's that happening again? So the wedding is going to be June seventeenth. June seventeenth. I. Um, I'll see what can what can be done. Uh, if, if, if we get, if we go, we'll talk more off the air and see what we can arrange. But I, I do want to. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about it. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, and I think uh, I think you are uh, a wonderful human being. That's why you got into that group of us talking that night, and that's why uh, that's why the synchronicity thing is a legit thing in my mind. As much as anyone might not be superstitious or believe in hooey or whatever, but <laughs> I think there's something to it, and I really do appreciate you uh, taking the time today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. All right. You take care. All right. Bye. All right, so that was Megawatt Cosplay. I hope you all enjoyed that. Next Thursday, right here on Come Get Some Thursday Edition, will be uh, will be the returning Heidi Cox, one of the more popular guests I've had on the show, coming on talking about uh, domestic disputes, uh, domestic abuse, uh, mentally and physically. And uh, we'll get into that next week. It's uh, actually going to be aired this time. Uh, so please, if you know somebody who needs to hear that, if you need to hear that, please uh, uh, chime in and uh, listen to the uh, or tune in and listen to the show and. Uh, until then, uh, tomorrow, of course, Rachel Bernstein, part two. Make sure you catch that at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, right here on Come Get Some. Uh, until tomorrow, uh, that about sums it up. Have a good day, everybody. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come.